welcome back to the Simply Brie. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't even know we were starting. Hello and welcome back to the Simply Marie podcast. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Alexis. Okay. We both have two kind Great of stories. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Mine's more interesting. Yours more like really bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll start out with mine. Again, it's fine. Um so my mom came and woke me up from a nap. Rude. But I appreciated it. She was cleaning out her, like, toolbox thing in the garage, and she found four baby mice, which it's insane. I'll post a picture or a video. Literally, they're so little. All four of them can fit on a spoon. Like, Kaylee, for she put them on her stories, but she zoomed in so much that, honestly, they looked like normal-sized mice, mm-hmm. but just, like, with their skin turned inside out, so I was really confused at the happenings. And then... <laughs> And then she showed me pictures today of more, like, comparison, like, to your finger mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're, like, the size of a fingernail. Like, it's insane. Literally so tiny. Hold on. They, I just thought it was so cute that they were, like, moving. They are gross looking, but just the, the, the fact that they're so teeny tiny. And they were, like, brand new newborns. Like, my mom said she was literally in that drawer to get tools out two days ago from when she found them. So, they were literally a day or two old and... They were, like, about half the size of my pinky. Yeah, like, they were so little. And I have very teeny hands, so that's very small. And, like, they had um, still the skin over their eyes and stuff. It was so crazy. But, obviously, we took them outside and put them outside because we don't want mice roaming around in our garage and then possibly in the house. But but it was so cute. And then Dennis was like, we should flush them. And I was like, oh, I do not have the heart to flush. No. What's weird, though, is, like, we don't have, like, the heart to, like, hurt these, like, little babies. But if it was, like, a normal mouse. But. I'd, like, get the trap. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking. We've had mice in the house before because, like, we live out in We had one ours a week ago. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's rare here, whereas. Yeah, there was a mouse. Well, I live in the woods, too. Yeah, but I live, like, in cornfields. You live in, like, a subdivision with some trees behind your house. But the whole thing was woods. This whole well, yeah, street yeah. was woods. But now. But now it's not as bad. But yeah. And I just, my mom told me that she saw a mouse run by in her office because it's in the basement. Oh, down, that shit better stay downstairs. And I looked at my cat and I said, what the fuck do we have you for? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you, like, my old cat, if a mouse even came in, like, a mile radius of our house, she'd, she'd be, be catching that up and putting it on the front step. Like, yeah. look what the favor I did for you. And this cat... Is just like, I don't touch those. Yeah, well, uh, your old cat was like an outside cat. She was more like, I, don't I know. miss her. I need yeah. her back. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day we one ran across the kitchen. Dennis got the BB gun out. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, okay. He, it, I mean, I mean it, it worked. It worked. <laughs> so that's cool. But yeah, kind of crazy. It's so unexpected. I was so pissed. She came in my room. I was like, come, come here. I was like, I'm sleeping. But I was like, thanks for waking up because that's actually kind of cool. Gross, but cool. Like, highlight of my day. Literally, <laughs> highlight of my day because I didn't do sh- anything for the rest of the day. I literally sat there and looked at them for like 20 minutes. I know. You put them on your story for a while. It's like, they're so cool, but. <laughs> well, mine was also yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday? Yeah. Oh, God. So I had just done a leg Peloton workout and I normally like lift. And then I come upstairs, like, go to the bathroom, refill my water bottle, whatever, and then go back downstairs to cycle or run whatever cardio I'm doing after. So I did my leg workout, came upstairs, went to the bathroom, and was going back downstairs to cycle. And I slipped, or, like, I was wearing just socks on the carpeted stairs. So Why didn't you have your tennis shoes on? Because when I cycle, I wear my cycling shoes, and Uh, I keep those downstairs. Wait, you have cycling shoes? Yeah. What do they look like? They're the ones that clip into the oh, pedal. Oh, do you all have your own shoes? No, my dad has his own. My mom and I share because okay. we're... The same size, basically? We're close enough to the same size and they're kind of adjustable. You can move the clip in wherever you need it. Oh, okay. So it's like a two-size shoe, basically. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a six through an eight, pretty oh, much. Okay. So I was barefoot and I like started to slip, but then my knee weakened out when I was like trying to catch myself from slipping. <laughs> And I landed on my left butt cheek 
very hard all of my way right into the butt cheekbone and then did you not try and catch yourself like with the railing or anything uh, you said i'm down we're going down i think i had my phone in my right hand which is the same side that the railing is on because my stairs it's like wall on one side and railing on the other Mm -hmm. and so i had my phone in my right hand and my right leg is the one that gave out so I fell all my weight on my left butt and then I don't know why it was my instinct to completely flip on my stomach so all of my left butt cheek got the impact Mm -hmm. and weight and then I flipped to my stomach and slid down the rest of the stairs did you slide down to the complete basement or like the landing the land the landing okay i was about to say <laughs> yeah i did it she turned, i did it she turn 180 <laughs> oh yeah i guess 90 um 180 no, <laughs> whatever we got a u-turn in, her, in our <laughs> stairs oh, God. i mean some stairs do have that yeah not most but maybe some i mean like if you're in an apartment or I guess something a morgan's yeah, it's okay, like the yeah. two. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Got gotcha. I'm not that bougie, sorry. But, <laughs> so I literally fell on the second stair. The on the second? second stair. That's a long ways now. Like, my knee weakened out on the first stair. My butt cheek got the impact on the second stair. At least it wasn't the wood stair. At least it was carpeted. Yeah. You'd been fucked. <laughs> and then I completely turned my body around as an impulse. I-, I don't know, trigger reaction. And slid down my stomach. Mind you, I was in a sports bra and spandex. I was not clothed to be sliding down carpet stairs. Oh, God. And I got three different rug burns on my knee. And then one on my pinky finger. And then one on my elbow. And I just, like, sat there in, like, shock. But also embarrassment. (laughs) But also just like laughing at myself like what the actual hell just happened so i sat there for a good five ish minutes you know just contemplating whether i should take a picture of myself like a snapchat being like all right this is cool this is what my life has come to and then i just scrolled on instagram you know caught up on life and then my brother came out and i was like all right we learned something new today 21 year old sister needs life alert because apparently I can't go down the stairs. Oh, God. And this is not the first flight of stairs. I've fallen down. I, I I hate stairs more than anything in this world. I fall down basically any stairs that give me the option. I mean, I, I don't necessarily fall downstairs. I more so fall upstairs. I mean, I've definitely done my fair share of that as well. <laughs> God. You just get it both ways. <laughs> but down is way worse. Yeah. Oh, God. Stairs are not my friend. I need life alert. My butt still hurts how I'm sitting right now. Oh, God. Because of the big old bruise that I got on my butt. And it didn't help that I did legs. Oh, yeah. Because my legs are already sore. And now I'm bruised in three places. Great. So. You just need to slow down. I just. I think I shouldn't leave my bed and I should purchase life alert. I don't leave my bed. <laughs> Literally ever. At least you can get yourself up, though. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the day I can't. Oh, pff. great. Like, one Hopefully day. Hopefully that's, like, just... 50 years from now. You know, we're going to talk about 21 things we learned at 21. Yeah. We each came up with, like, 10, 11-ish. We kind of combined some to make it all work mm-hmm. to equal 21. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, go first. So, number uno. Number <laughs> uno. Are we going to do Spanish all the way through? Vente. Vente, vente dos. Vente tres. No, oh, that's, that's 23. That's 21. Vente, vente uno. uno? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so number one. Let's just. <laughs> We're going English route. We're going things we do know. <laughs> Literally. This is all about what we know, dang it. All right, so number one is embracing versus hiding. So embracing the things that you don't necessarily like about yourself or that you're insecure about, you're embarrassed about, whatever, embracing it versus hiding it. So I think a lot of times with social media, with editing, with God knows what 
what else you can do to hide stuff. Comparison's gonna happen regardless. Yeah. But, like, I feel like if if social media wasn't a thing, everyone would, yeah, everyone would feel so much more secure in who they are, but just But seeing, it's because you're able to post a picture of you sucking in. You're able to post a picture mm-hmm. edited with a filter on that makes you look like you're a tan goddess from Brazil mm-hmm. when you've been in bed since 2 p.m. and haven't seen the sun since mm-hmm. last December. So yeah. I'm just, like... <sighs> So just embracing those things. Like, I have this freckle on my face that I've been made fun of when I was in middle school. And I've just, like, been so embarrassed about it for so much of my life. And I would, you know, put extra concealer on that spot, try to hide it, make it unnoticeable, edit it out in pictures sometimes. Really? I have. I definitely don't have any of those pictures up anymore, but... I, I feel the same, but with my leg. Oh, yeah. Because I have a birthmark, a birthmark in quotes on my leg, but it's basically just a big mole. But honestly... I forgot. I keep forgetting yeah, about it. Yeah, because, like, I forget about my freckle now because, like, I've just mm. – it's so in- insignificant yeah. in the grand scheme of life, and I was just always so embarrassed by it. And now that I, like, embrace it, like, I put it on my Bitmoji. I was like, you know what? That's on my face, and I like it. It's unique, dang it. Um, Do you remember in eighth grade when everyone wore skirts, I wore a Band-Aid over my – birthmark yeah because i hated it because you literally wouldn't even wear a skirt and i was like kaylee come on i hated it so much and now i completely forgot about it it's like so insignificant it's like no one's gonna notice like oh my god look at her leg (laughs) look at her face (laughs) she's well because the one time i did get made fun of in middle school because yeah because i have my freckles in the same place that the evil stepmom on a Cinderella story. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the same placement. And so as soon as someone put two and two together that we had it in the same spot, they're like, I'm a Who said that? Someone I was watching the movie with. I know it was a girl. Someone that we were hanging out with in middle school. I don't know. What? That is so strange. Yeah, it was so, like, such a random comparison and such a low blow, but also, yeah, like, like, very... Wow, thank you so much for calling me the villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably an accurate blow for, like, a nine-year-old or 10 year old Mm -hmm. insult but I just remember that like sparked a lot of embarrassment about it and so but now I'm just able to embrace it and I think you can barely even tell yeah but honestly it can go for any physical or any emotional like burden that you carry or insecurity that you carry if you just embrace it and rock it with confidence no one is going to notice like if you're feeling extra bloated that day and you say it 10,000 times, people are gonna say something or they're gonna yeah. notice it. They're not necessarily gonna say something, but if you keep talking about it, they're gonna be like, oh, like, now that you point out, I do notice it. Yeah, and, like, that's what they're gonna look at. Yeah, almost. or, like, if you are so embarrassed and you just keep hiding it and you're making, like, I feel like that almost makes it more obvious yeah. because people can tell when you're, like, not being authentic. So yeah. if you just embrace it and you put that swimsuit on or you don't cover that up and whatever – the likelihood of someone actually noticing it without you bringing attention to it is so unlikely. Yeah, for sure. I Yeah, definitely. Number two, always make decisions for yourself and stop being a people pleaser. This is something we both struggle with so bad. Especially because my Enneagram type is the, a nine, mm-hmm. which is the basically the people pleaser. Yeah. Or it's the peacemaker, but it's like basically going out of your way to do things for others so there's no yeah. conflict which i feel like it's good to do things for others but if you're pleasing someone else and it's like like doing something to make someone else happy but it's like not making you happy it's making, burdening you then don't do it just don't do it yeah i definitely think you need to put yourself at the top priority and 100%. that doesn't mean like let everyone else fall to the back burner but if your sole, if you feel like your sole reason for existence is to please everyone but yourself, like, and it's, I, it's, it's so exhausting. Yeah, just like pleasing everyone else. I figured that, that out this year real quick. I'm like, obviously, I'm, I don't want to make people feel upset, but like, if it's not bringing me any joy, then I'm not gonna do it. Like, no. sorry if this is what you want me to do, but it's not what I want to do. Well, and I found this out last year because. I just started to notice that I was giving my all to, like, all these people and, like, I had nothing to show for it because I wasn't happy. I was dreading, like, going out or going to hang out with people or making plans because I was like, oh, I'm only doing this for them. I'm only doing this for them and I'm Mm -hmm. not thinking about what I want to do or what would make me happy. And so I wasn't even able to give my full 100% because I wasn't excited or Mm -hmm. happy to be there. I was, like, having to fake it the whole time 
and then you walk away and like five months down the line I was like they're not even trying to continue the friendship I felt like I had given my all and it I got Mm -hmm. nothing in return yeah especially if you're giving like 100% to somebody and like you're literally not getting anything in return chop 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 yeah cut them out yeah it's just not worth it just focus on yourself honestly I guess it leads us into being single isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. or like you said kind of like being alone is okay like whatever way you want to look at it I think everyone needs that time to like like you said cut those people off and just really focus on giving yourself 100% so that you are able to give to others I think it's very important to feel comfortable in being alone with yourself yeah if you cannot spend a night alone in your own head Mm -hmm. like if your head is that scary of a place to be you mm-hmm. need to be focusing on yourself in that moment if Which, you are like like because I used to be like that in high school yeah I would freak out if I had to be alone mm-hmm. on a weekend night FOMO like, to the 10,000th percent mm-hmm. but I've just so gotten to the point of knowing myself enough to know that okay what I need right now is to like take a second for myself and reflect on what's going on what do I want realign myself with my values And you're able to, like, move on and honestly find people and surround yourself with people that are better fit for what you need. Because if you're just constantly doing things to avoid being alone, Mm -hmm. you're not going to find the true people that you, like, want to spend time with. You're just going to find time fillers. Yeah. Not good either. I feel like I get FOMO for sure. But I also am a type of person that needs my alone time. If I am around people 24-7, nope. it just, I feel like it stresses me out. Even like our Florida trip, like you would wake up in the morning and you'd go for a walk and listen yeah, to a podcast. Yeah, because I needed my but I time. Would, you're, a mor- like you're a morning person. I would sleep in. Mm-hmm. And that's why that one day on the beach, I was just feeling so stressed out. I just got up, didn't tell anybody where I was nope. going. I just walked down the beach I was just like, I just need to be alone for, like, five minutes. Because we had been there for, like, eight days, and I was constantly around more than just one person, constantly. The only time I had alone was in the freaking shower. I, definitely on that trip specifically, but, I mean, pretty much every day. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why I I start my mornings by getting up and going for a walk Mm -hmm. outside. I mean, yes, the activity is a key component of, like, why I want to do it. And it wakes me up. But also, I just need that time to just, like, be in my own head, Mm -hmm. figure out what do I want, what do I need for the day, and, like, recenter myself. For sure, yeah. It's definitely important to take time by yourself. (laughs) Number four, stop explaining yourself. I do this a lot, or I used to do this a lot. I'd have to explain to myself and everything I was doing. Honestly, now I'm just like, I'm going to go do what I want, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Like, to anybody, not even just, like, in a relationship, but, like, to anybody, like, feel the need to explain myself. If I want to go do this, I want to go do it, and you don't need to tell me that it's okay, or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a big thing that goes along with this is you're not going to get get along with everyone. You're not going to no. be everyone's best friend. Mm-mm. So, stop trying to make everyone see your side of things, or how, see how you feel, or make other people, like, understand you, because... In reality, it's not going to happen. And it's not important if other people agree with what you're doing. And I feel like it's the same thing of, like, you hear about negative and positive comments and, like, the negative ones Mm -hmm. are the ones that hurt and that you remember. And I feel like the people that you don't necessarily get along with or you don't think that like you, those are the ones that stick in your head the most. So it ends up feeling like nobody likes me, everybody's against me, everyone has opposing views. But in reality, that's just what sticks in your head. Yeah. So... Stop explaining yourself or trying to make yourself feel like I need to be like this person or I need this person's approval Mm -hmm. because in reality, you're not going to get everyone's approval and not everyone's going to agree with you and not everyone's going to like you. So just stop explaining yourself. Do whatever you want. As long as you have respect for yourself and respect for other people, then do what makes you happy. Yeah. If you like are doing what you want to do, you're going to attract people that also like to do the things that you want to do. Number five is get to know yourself better than you know anyone else. So I think a huge like first step for this is knowing your Enneagram number, mm-hmm. knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, knowing your needs, your desires in life. Because like you said, that's going to help you attract. 
if you know what you're looking for or you know what's going to make you happy, you're going to be able to attract that a lot more than if you're aimlessly looking around like, "Mm, what could make me happy today? Mm -hmm. Like if you have that assurance of I know myself, I know my core values and core beliefs, you're not going to fidget as much in those. Because you know how people, they're like, oh, she changed. She did this, she did this. Like you're not going to be doing that as much. You're not going to be constantly feeling like oh who am I today what personality is here today like if you know yourself mm-hmm. and you're not as worried about oh I need to understand how this person feels and what this person wants me to be so then you can like keep morphing yourself into these like different groups or yeah. different people I feel like that's exhausting oh my that's literally what I did for years really and honestly knowing my Enneagram type and knowing that that is kind of what we do is like we're gonna like literally shape shift into whatever people what, need us to be yeah isn't that like the nickname for it or something so it's something similar i'm gonna shift to be whatever that that person needs mm-hmm. but i at least know that about myself and i'm able to instead of being fake about it and be like oh no this is how i am i'm more able to be like this is how i'm empathizing with you this is how yeah. i'm showing you that i care rather than portraying myself as like no this is how i am yeah i think it's also important to not base your needs or wants on someone else's needs or wants because they're a different person you know so what they might need is not necessarily what I need yeah I think that's why like a lot of these lessons are so similar because I think that's why you need to be single for a while or be by yourself so that you're able to flush out whatever needs and wants other people are shoving into your mind yeah And instead of thinking like, oh, they need that, so I need that. They want that, so I want that. You're Mm -hmm. able to push that out and be like, no, this is what I want. I don't care what they want. I don't care if they like those shoes. Now I need those shoes. Mm -hmm. Because that's why influencers have such an influence on what people buy is because people get so engulfed in, oh, everyone else wants these. I probably want these too. Mm -hmm. I should want these. Why don't I like, like, no, if you're able to just have time to yourself and know what you like know your own self your even something simple as your own style like knowing what makes you feel good knowing what makes you feel happy you're just gonna be able to be a more confident person because you know you're pleasing yourself I feel like for me not saying that I've always known who I am but I feel like I have I have like in high school I had a pretty good grasp on who I am and like maybe this is kind of bad but I don't know if I like I I don't want to say I value myself highly but the way I am like was in schools I did not show my personality at all I only showed my personality to the people that like I was friends with and like cared about because everyone had a completely different thoughts of who I was they're like oh you're the shy like you don't say anything but then when they get to know me and like I actually open up to them they're like oh my god you're so different than like what I thought but I just feel like for me not not that I like valued myself so much but I like definitely did not let people see I don't like I have to know you before I show you who exactly. I am I'm more of a small group kind of gal and I think it's really important to know like to figure out who your people are yeah so I mean need... I think that's why I struggle with big groups so much just oh cause, yeah like I don't need everyone eyes like everyone's eyes on me mm-hmm. knowing how I feel what like that's why when I tell you something like a lot of time if I tell someone something it's like in secrecy yeah or I want to be one-on-one with someone Mm -hmm. because I don't need everyone hearing what they whatever they want to hear because what people when you say something people aren't just hearing how you're feeling they're hearing whatever they want to and they're gonna create their own assumptions like they're gonna twist it to make it whatever story that they expected to hear yeah that kind of leads me into number six I said don't believe everything you hear or read because I feel like I definitely learned this the the hard way because even with Bailey like remember when you FaceTimed me that one day and you were with Bailey and I was like I don't really like her like I don't know why I didn't like her just because of what other people had said Mm -hmm. yeah and then I met her and I was like oh crap I really like this girl I feel like that happens a lot it happens so much where I just basically make my own assumption on someone based off of other things that I hear and then when I meet them, I'm like, wait, why did I even believe that? Because I do not get that vibe from you at all. Yeah. And honestly, sometimes that's why I hate social media. 100%. And that's why I hate posting. Because I know that sometimes I'll go on other people's pages and I'll see what they post or if they tweet or what whatever it is. And I'll see what they're putting out there. 
and I'm like, oh, I would not vibe with this girl or like, oh, she looks this way. And like, I try not to do that because I know that's why I get scared to post because I'm like, what if someone's looking at this and it's like, oh my God, she's blah, blah, blah. So it's like, not that you can't trust like your gut or your instincts because like you definitely should, but also just don't, like, like you said, don't believe everything you see. Don't believe that this picture is someone's entire story. Yeah, definitely not. Make your own assumptions off of experiences you've had with the person. Like, if they, if you have bad experiences, then, okay, that's cool. I just feel like in high school, if some, if someone was rude to me, I'd, or rude to you, we'd be like, oh, we hate them together. Which, I mean, I feel like it is normal for high school girls, but definitely, like... I think we still do that to some extent. Like, if someone wrongs you, you're not gonna be like, oh, but I still love them. Yeah, like... But... I definitely think that we've grown to, like, I don't know, gossip just, I know it's a very high school thing and it shouldn't be, but definitely something we've had to learn mm-hmm. is you can't listen to the gossip. Yeah, definitely And it not. looks worse on the person that is saying that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're really talking down on that person, like, and yeah. trying to make everyone in this room hate them because It shows of, more of who the person gossiping yeah. is than the person that they're gossiping about. Because half, half the time, it's like, it's not the full truth or it's just a blatant lie. Everyone has their own opinions on things, their own sides to the story. Well, that's why I love Pretty Basic because they'll talk and they'll say stories, but they'll be like, I'm not going to give names because I'm not trying. Like, I still wish the best for this person. They wronged me or they did this to me, but like, that doesn't mean I want everyone to hate them or them to get slandered on the internet. So even though most people you have conversations with, it's not hundreds of thousands of people listening. Just how you perceive people isn't how everyone's going to perceive them and different people click with different people. Mm -hmm. My next one is the concept of the butterfly effect. So just kind of always remembering that every action you take can have a reaction two seconds later or can spark a domino effect basically 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think this was such an important lesson for me is... Like, stop questioning every action you take. Just know that every action or thing that you do will have some type of an effect. Like, it's everything you do is for a reason, basically. Like, okay, I stayed in bed 10 minutes later. Okay, there's some reason and that can have some type of effect. And I use it to my advantage with, like, saying yes. Like, every time I'm thinking of, like, oh, no, I don't want to go out or oh, I don't know what's going to happen or if I'm getting like anxious about any type of social gathering, event, anything that I'm uncomfortable with. It's like this is being put into my life and could literally change the entire trajectory of my life. Yeah. Like going to that one new friend's house could completely change how the rest of your Mm -hmm. years live out. I also think it's important to not do it in a negative way like oh if I do this then this will happen and this yeah. will happen and this will happen just because I definitely have done that but and it's very bad you should do what you want to do now and most likely it will bring you good things in the yeah, future. Yeah that's why I bring it up in the like positive effect of saying yes because the whole concept of the butterfly effect is that like a butter the flap of a butterfly's wings could create a hurricane Okay. when like in reality, you know that one flap of butterfly's wings was not creating an entire hurricane, but, like, it's just how little things can have big yeah. effects. But I like to look at it as in, like, if I go hang out with this person and then they could invite this other person and then you could have a new best friend, you could meet the love of your life, you could... Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people get jobs is they go to one like let's say tailgate and they meet this person and then they make all of these connections like it's literally it's making connections it's making memories and truly just like everything happens for a reason so just don't overthink it yeah definitely don't overthink it um number eight is it's okay to grow out of relationships uh i feel like i learned this after high school where in high school we definitely had like certain friend groups that we like hung out with or whatever and when I graduated I was like if I do not want to be around these type of people I don't need to and like if we have a friendship or if like we were acquaintances that doesn't mean anything like if you're not bringing me value not that every relationship has to bring you value of some sort but if it's not making you feel good it's okay to leave the relationship and there doesn't need to be some big explanation no. like, oh, it's not you, it's me. It's just like, I'm 
evolving. We grow, yeah, like, we grow up and we go on different paths than other people and not all the time, like, they don't always line up. It's okay to uh, grow out of friendships and relationships. Not everyone is meant to stay in your life forever. That's so true. Like, just because you're best friends with someone for 12 years doesn't mean it needs to be, like, a lifelong thing. And, I mean, it's great if it can, but... You just have Are you to have trying enough- to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to have enough respect, yeah, for yourself and for the other person to realize when things aren't working. Because, like, if someone wasn't happy being your friend or being in a relationship with you, you wouldn't want them to stay yeah, just, just to make you happy. Because in the back of your mind, you'd always be thinking like, they don't even want to be here. They don't mm-hmm. even want to do this. Like. So you don't want to be doing you that want to someone else. Genuine people. Yeah, exactly. You want to be genuine person. You want genuine genuine relationships. And you would want a two sided relationship with someone else. You'd want yeah. them to like feel the same way. So I'm everyone wants that. Next one is don't give just to get. Find the goodness in your heart, even if it's like volunteering. Like I volunteer at my church, and I don't necessarily get anything. Yeah, get anything physical in return. But it makes me feel good. And mm-hmm. just like with everything in life, like don't give someone a gift on Christmas just because you're expecting to get one back. Mm-hmm. Don't like I feel like in high school, a lot of it was like, oh, I'm going to go to their pre- grad party. So they come to mine. Yeah. Like th- just like those like simple things are like, I'm going to do this for this person. So in the future, they'll do it back for me. Which like, in if reality, you go, that probably no. will not happen. And then you you set yourself up and then you automatically see that person as... Like, oh, wow, I did this for them and they didn't even do it back. When in reality, that person's probably sitting there like, wow, that was so nice that they did that for me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not thinking like, oh, now I got to pay them back. Like, life yeah. isn't just one big, I pay you and I expect like a refund. Yeah, like, <laughs> like in the future. You just yeah. need to have that goodness of your heart and know that in the end, everything will equal out. And if it doesn't, if you're constantly giving, 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 giving and you're getting nothing in return, like we've talked about, then you don't stay in those relationships. Mm-hmm. But if your intent is just to is to give just to get, you're constantly going to be let down. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't have your expectations so high of everyone else. Yep. My next one is live in the now and stop waiting for the next thing to happen. I definitely do this a lot where I'm like, oh, I'll be happy when this happens. Like, perfect example, one of my biz- biggest insecurities, my teeth. And mm. I went and got braces and I was like, oh, I'm going to be so, like, I'm going to be so happy and, like, content with myself when I get my braces off. But I've had them on for almost two years now and I kind of realized, like, a year and I'm like, obviously it's a huge insecurity of mine, but do I really think that having straight teeth is just going to make me a happy person, like, in my life? Probably not. Like, I need, need to figure out how to be happy with myself now. Mm-hmm. And even with, like let's say money like let's say oh i can't wait till i have twenty thousand dollars saved up and then you have that and you're like oh i can't wait till I have yeah $20, you're always so, wanting the next thing yeah it's just like be content with where you are now and still have goals and work towards those goals and like want things and work towards the things you want but if you're always looking forward to the next thing that's going to make you happy in quotations it's not going to make you happy because once you have it you're going to be wanting the next thing yeah, I've heard a lot of podcasters, influencers and stuff, mainly like the fitness ones. They've always talked about you can't put so much emphasis on like one certain thing. So like with weight, you can't be like, I'll be happy once I'm 10 pounds lighter because then you're going to get to 10 pounds lighter and it's not going to be everything that you expected. Yeah. Or I'll be happier once I get this job or I'll be happier once I finish this when you're going to get to that point and you're gonna be like, OK, what's what's next? Like, what do yeah. I have to do now? Like, even with school, it's like, okay, I can't wait till I be done with school. I'll just be so much more free. And it's like, if I'm not enjoying just the time I have now, like, these are experiences that I'm only going to have that one time. So, if I'm just waiting until another mm-hmm. moment, I'm just going to – it's like a domino effect. Yeah. It's definitely a downward spiral, spiral for sure. Uh, my next one is eat the bleeping cookie. Eat that. <laughs> that bleep <laughs> so just i kind of think of it more as just enjoy yourself mm-hmm. i mean almost like living in the moment it's just you work so hard in life and you only have this one life like if it seems like it's going to bring you enjoyment okay do it eat it 
Like, obviously, there's precautions to keep in mind. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, life is supposed to be filled with enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And your body can take it. You deserve it. Yeah, for sure. That's the tea on that. That's all I got to say. Okay. (laughs) The next one is there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like we've all had times where we're, like, the lowest of the low. And we're like, wow, like, my life really couldn't get any freaking worse and usually it does usually it does get worse (laughs) and then you're like well like there's no way that i'll like get back to where i was a month ago but life isn't always perfect there's up and downs with everything with relationships with work with school with just yourself in general so i feel like if you're really down just try and focus on the positive and know that your life will get better. You won't have a horrible life for the rest of your life. Yeah. And one thing I was always taught, like, kind of going along with that, is that the only way to get to the light at the end of the tunnel is by going through the dang tunnel. Yeah. go. You have to go through the darkness. You can't keep finding all these shortcuts to go around. You can't go on top of the tunnel and be in the light the whole time and expect mm-hmm. to, like, get to your end destination. Like, those tough times are going to come and you just have to trudge through it and yeah. keep moving because eventually you will see that light and you will get there. And I feel like it sucks to be like at the lowest point, but that's usually when you learn the most about yourself and learn the best lessons. So even though it might not seem like it now or like when you're in that dark place, it it will help you in life at some point. Right. So you just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Uh, my next one is move because you love your body, not because you hate it. And this is something that literally like almost every Peloton instructor, I'm pretty sure I've heard say, but when you're working out, when you're going on a walking your dog, when you're doing whatever, don't be thinking about, oh, I have to do this because I hate my body and I want to lose weight or I have to do this because I don't look like I don't look like this girl and she does these workouts so I need to do it so I can look like her. Like if you're doing it for those reasons and it's putting shame on your body and you're forcing yourself to do it so you don't feel that shame, you're never going to get rid of that shame. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to love your body and move because you respect it and you want to keep it around. So every time I work out, like it's thinking I'm so grateful that I get the opportunity to do this that I have the time that I have the mobility and I can do this and it's just making myself love my body more and I'm not doing it because I want to change how it is and if it does do that and I do lose weight or do get more in shape like great that's awesome but if that's the sole purpose that I'm doing it I feel like you're never going to get content with what the end result is yeah for sure not um my next one is you're never too old to start something new which I feel like I did this with YouTube for a little bit I was like oh yeah I'm like I'm already out of high school like I feel like a lot of big YouTubers start when they're in high school and I'm like oh, I'm already out of high school yada 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 I did start it mm-hmm. and I was proud of myself I kind of fell off the wagon and I'm still you off you still wagon. need to get on that no, but I definitely I think I still struggle with this because sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to take a class on this or I want to mm-hmm. take a lesson on this. And it's like, oh, but I'd be the oldest one or yeah. like, oh, I'm too inexperienced for my age. It's mm-hmm. unacceptable when I don't know. I just feel like if you do it with confidence and you don't care. Yeah. Like it's a lot of like older people that may not have went to college they're always like oh like I'm 40 I'm too old but no yeah, but no you're not no, I have 40 year olds in my class right now oh, like really? it's never yeah, I yeah. do too now that I think about it yeah like it's <sighs> never you're never too old the only time you're too old is when you're dead okay <laughs> then you really can't do anything but do what you want no matter what your age is yeah age really doesn't matter well that leads in like pretty much perfectly to my next one is you'll regret the things you don't do more than the more than you'll regret the things you do yeah so Kind of thinking if you're, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this, but if you're 95 years old living in a retirement center, you're not going to be up at night thinking, wow, I really wish I wouldn't have done that. You're going to be thinking, I wish I would have Mm -hmm. gone skydiving. I wish I would have kept talking to that person. I Mm -hmm. wish I would have watched that movie. Like, you're going to be thinking about the things that you didn't do instead of, oh, if I wouldn't have gone to that party when I was 17, I'd not second guessing yourself I mean, like oh I'm too old for this or I'm not good enough for this or just whatever just stop overthinking it and just do it yeah for sure 
Like, you have your desires for a reason. You get those intuitions for a reason. Yeah, that's kind of, like, what goes with, like, the butterfly effect and saying yes rather than no. Yeah. Just don't overthink things. Just, if you want to do something, do it. Because if you don't do it, then you're going to regret not doing it. Exactly. You're going to be like, what if I would have done this and what would have happened if I would have done this? Yeah, exactly. You're always going to be thinking about the what ifs, whereas... I mean, I guess you could still think about what if I wouldn't have gone, but the likelihood of you doing that is so much slimmer than, Mm -hmm. oh, I wonder what they're doing right now. I wonder who I would have... And if you don't like, like, if you go do something and you don't like it, then don't do it again. Exactly. But if you you said, oh, no, I don't want to go, you would have been, you keep thinking, well, what would happen if I did go? Yeah, I think that, like, realizing that and thinking about it in that perspective has helped with my social anxiety a lot because I was always like, well, what if... I meet this person and it's awful, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But now I just kind of think, okay, then I don't have to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> if I hang out with this person one time, go on a date with this person one time, and it's absolutely awful, okay, don't have to do it again. But if I don't do it, I'm just constantly thinking, well, what if, what if we would have became best friends? Yeah. What if that would have been the love of my life? Like just kept going on with mm-hmm. that. My next one is change is good. Nike, just do it. Huh? Yeah, just do it. <laughs> Um, my next one is change is good, which I've always been the person to hate change, but Same. this year we've had a lot I need of seven to ten business days yes. to prepare myself for any type of change. <laughs> Literally. This year we've gone through a lot of change, especially with quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot of good has came from quarantine for me. Like, I was terrified. I was like, oh my god, I gotta be in my house for I don't know how yeah. long, but honestly, like... I'm so sorry. I know there's struggle in the world, and I feel awful, but dang, quarantine served me right. I know. Obviously, with big changes, like, like ends of relationships, like, romantic or friendships, even, like, a job change, it can be- Start sc- of one. Yeah. Start of a relationship or anything. It It, it is scary, and it, it can be stressful, but usually, if you feel the need to do something, it is- the correct decision and you will usually feel better after the change it just happened. it pushes you out of your comfort zone get out of your comfort zone i hate doing it but i love doing it yeah because i always feel so much better it's uncomfortable afterwards. that's yeah. why it's not in your comfort mm-hmm. zone because it makes you uncomfortable yeah but the only way you're gonna get used to it and feel okay doing it is mm-hmm. if you keep like practice makes progress yeah and usually when i step out of my comfort zone like after the situation has occurred i'm like wow I really feel like I could do anything now. Yeah, because even, okay, you invited me out to the bar that night, mm-hmm. or I think we were supposed to hang out, but then Morgan invited us to the bar or whatever, yeah. and I was, like, really second-guessing it. It was, like, I'm the type to cancel, like, five minutes before because I get too nervous and, like, ah, oh, never mind. Like, I, this seemed mm-hmm. like a good idea 12 hours ago. I No, not anymore. But after, like, if I actually do it, I always come home that night, and I'm, like, oh, that was like, that fun. was fun. Like, yeah. I, I would do that again. Yeah. I mean, we had a pretty low-key night that night, but it was still fun. I mean, we still, like, met new people. Yeah. We still definitely, I don't know, did things we wouldn't have used, like, yeah, wouldn't no. have bopped around. Yeah, we've definitely gotten better at, because I used to hate going out, but now I'm like, okay, let's go meet some new people. I might be socially awkward at the very beginning, but yeah. I'll get through it. I'll warm up. All right, my next one is be careful who you ask for advice. Mm-hmm. So really think about who you're taking advice from. If it is not someone that you share goals ideals Mm -hmm. preferences If you don't want to be where they are then you probably should not be taking their advice if you don't want the life that they're living i mean obviously like you're not only gonna ask for advice to people that you want to be exactly like because that's Mm -hmm. not fathomable but if you don't aspire to grow the same way that they are or if you don't share the same core beliefs like don't be asking for advice like don't be asking for relationship advice from someone that's cheating on their boyfriend four times a week yeah. and is in an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. or to be very mindful about yeah. where you're going for advice exactly like for me my sister is pretty much the only one in our family that has gone to college recently and she mm-hmm. went for the same thing that i am going for yeah. so and even for like financial things they're very financially stable so anytime i have a question i'm more like 99 time like 99% of the time I'll go to them because I want to be where they are at their age you know what I mean so like I aspire to be like them in a way so I'm going to them rather as going to someone that is in so much debt that they 
can't buy a meal like why would you be going asking for like financial advice from people that are struggling rather than people that actually are prospering like you can learn from the people that actually have gone through it and were successful I think it's okay if there are different people that you vent to yeah than people that you go to for help Mm -hmm. like they're very different reasons and it's okay if you don't go to the same person for money advice that you would go to for let's say fitness advice mm-hmm. like everyone kind of has their own niche not everyone is a complete 100% well-rounded person that like has the answers to everything so just like it's okay to have different friends for different things in your life like we've talked about before in our relationship episode it's okay to have different people that you go to for different advice like I wouldn't go to my mom when I'm having certain friendship problems Mm-hmm. or certain relationship problems I'd probably go to one of my friends that I trust and that have been through a similar situation like I think it's important to find those people that you have common goals and common grounds with that can give you the advice that you need and that are actually going to help you instead of hinder you yeah um so my next one is you don't always eat the fruit the same day you plant the seed I saw that on TikTok I don't know if that's the correct way but you get the gist so basically the way like I think of this is you set a goal and you you have to work towards that goal like I feel like when you're working towards goal you have to do multiple things to get to the goal let's like let's say like financially if you're trying to save up money like let's say two thousand dollars in the savings account let's say you want to buy something for two thousand dollars you don't save for one day no you don't say okay I'm transferring two thousand dollars from my checking account to my savings account no you put money in there gradually and it will start to build Mm -hmm. or like let's say for influencing the day you start your channel you're not going to have a hundred thousand subscribers you have to work towards it and eventually you will get there if you're consistent but like I think it's important to know that when you set a goal you should know that it's not going to happen immediately yeah your whole life isn't going to be instant gratification kind of like the whole tunnel thing Mm -hmm. like you're not going to be in the light 25 8 you're going to have to go through the dark times you're gonna have to do the work Mm -hmm. in order to get what you planted like you said like a seed doesn't start off as a garden no it starts off as a seed you gotta water that (laughs) shit every day put some fertilizer around it you gotta take care you gotta try you gotta Mm -hmm. put effort in and that's what you're gonna see the end result yep my last one is very simple and more lighthearted than the rest but It's have a playlist of music that makes you happy no matter what. I used to only, like, when I was sad, I would listen to sad music. When I was happy, I would listen to happy music. Now I've kind of learned that I need to listen to the music of the mood I want to be in. And kind of just, like, manifestation. Like, if you're sad, you don't want to keep thinking sad thoughts. You want to call out positive things in the universe. So that's what you attract more of. So if you're sad and you have these songs that you go to that you know are going to put you in a good mood and make you dance and hype up, then Mm -hmm. that's what you need to play. So I have a playlist that if I'm on my way to a social event and I'm like my anxiety is going up, I play those songs and they put me in the right mindset and happiness that I'm like, all right, I can do this. I'm a boss ass bitch. Put Mm -hmm. me in the front row. Let's go. Like, I mean, not saying obviously sad songs make the charts and they're popular for a reason, I think you just have to know what you need in that moment Mm -hmm. and I think you just got to have that back and if it's not music for you if it's a certain podcast or a book that makes you happy I think you need to find something for me it's music that is going to basically instantly like lighten the mood Mm -hmm. yeah make you a little even if it's not like completely it's not gonna end world hunger and fix every problem in the world but if it does a little bit of good to you and makes you an ounce happier like it's worth having that go-to thing Mm -hmm. my next one is never rely on others to give you what you want or bring you happiness you have to be happy with yourself and content with yourself and I don't want to bash my mom or my father but when I think of this is um in high school my teeth were huge insecurity of mine and I always 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 like literally on a daily basis like so like will you go with me to a consultation like can I get braces and it just like wasn't financially like we were not financially stable enough to do that and I understand that now but in the moment I was just so pissed because like everyone else around me was able not everybody but like all my friends that needed it were able to get it yeah 
and then once I graduated school and I like had a consistent income I was like you know what I can do this for myself and I'm gonna go do this for myself and I'm actually so proud that I actually went out and did that like it's kind of like making yourself a priority yeah like it wasn't like my family was trying to be rude but that's just what I think of when I think of like do things for yourself and um you're not going to get everything from somebody else sometimes you have to do it for yourself so if if you're relying on someone else to do something for you nine times out of ten it's not gonna be done so just do it for yourself make yourself happy do things for you and don't rely on other people to bring you joy and then number 21 is have gratitude i think it's important to be grateful for what you have 100 percent yeah, I think it's important to call it out, say what you're grateful for, mm-hmm. and you're able, like, be thankful for what you'll have, and you'll end up having more. Yeah. If you're not grateful for anything in life, and you don't say thank you for literally anything, you think you really think you're going to keep getting it. So if you're never thankful for what the universe, mm-hmm. other people, anything is giving you, mm-hmm. or what you're giving yourself, what's the motivation to keep getting yeah. for those people to keep giving it to you and what's the motivation for you to keep doing it for yourself i mean even little things like oh, i'm so grateful to be alive today yeah i'm so glad i woke up this morning yeah or like i'm grateful for my family or my friends or the opportunities that i have been able to receive or the experiences that i've been through like literally anything the smallest things to be grateful for will probably make you the happiest like exactly like yeah i'd be grateful for like your car if you got a 2020 benz but like in reality like it's usually the little things that you're grateful for will make you the most happy. And, like, the little things add up. So, if mm-hmm. you're just, like, if you never think it's enough and yeah. you just keep looking for more and more and more, nothing's ever going to feel like enough and you're never going to be happy. Yeah. But if you're just grateful for every little thing, it's just all going to add up and you're going to be overwhelmed with all that you got. Yeah. So, that is the 21 things that we've learned by the age of 21. 21 in five mo- four months. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We did the math. However old we are. Yeah. Hopefully you got something out of it. Be grateful. Years. Dang. I know. We're more over halfway to forty. Well, that was unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) How crazy. It's all right. We're four years away for our quarter life crisis. Oh, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I've already had it, but it's okay. (laughs) Like twelve times every year. Every year. But we hope you learned something. Or got something out of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so motivational. All right, so. We're not going to quit our day jobs. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Simply Marie Podcast. My Instagram is Kaylee underscore pretty. Mine's Alexis Rems. Yep. (laughs) At Alexis Rems. 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 If you want to leave a comment and rating review all of them all of the above i don't know please do so five stars preferably (laughs) but other than that we'll talk to you next week bye (laughs) goodbye